You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lamel Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell attempts to inspire his radio audience by asking, do you have a winning attitude? Are you a winner? Great things happen to people who believe they deserve great things to happen to them. Let's join the conversation. Over the last month, we've had a lot of conversation censored around purpose. And last week, we discussed how to use motivation and inspiration to move into action. And if you miss these shows, you know, you miss some good stuff. But please know, you can always check it out on my blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. You can go out there for free and read the last four or five, you know, posts to kind of get the premise of what we discussed. Uh, You know, and I'll tell you, I feel like the last month has been fairly academic on the show. You know, so I've been throwing a lot of information and, you know, a lot of this information has been in regards to identifying and living your purpose. And then last week we spent some time talking about, you know, getting into action so you can get some things done. So, you know, it's been pretty good. Well, tonight, now that you have the tools that you need to get into action, I want to motivate and inspire you. That's right. I want to inspire you, Chicago. I want to inspire and motivate you no matter where you're listening from. I want to inspire you to win. Because if life is all about losing, then you got a lot of lackluster happening. Nobody wants to lose. Yeah, from time to time we do. But regardless of the score, what I want to focus on tonight is your attitude. So one of the questions I'm asking is, do you have a winning attitude? Are you a winner? Chicago, what does it take to be a winner? I want to know. You know, a few weeks ago, I sat down and I wrote the blog post titled, Are You a Winner? And I got the inspiration for this blog from an everyday encounter. Just happened to encounter someone with a loser's mentality. And it struck me that this person would just keep on losing if you know, they kept thinking the way that they do. And you notice I didn't call them a loser. I called them an individual with a losing mentality because I don't believe there are any losers out there. I think it's all about the way that we think. And so I'm going to share the story of that encounter a bit later. But another way to ask tonight's question is, how in the world can you pull off being great if you don't think you're great? I just, you know, It's the question of the hour. You know, how do you pull off being great if you don't think you're great? I'm just saying. Now, when I talk about great, I'm not talking about being arrogant or arrogance. I'm just talking about being at one with your God-given purpose and talents to the extent you can walk with confidence and expect great things to happen for you. And, you know, great things happen for people who believe they deserve for great things to happen to them. 
You know, and, you know, we spent some time, I'll say maybe about two months ago, talking about, you know, the power of thought um, or, you know, the power of environment on thought and the power of thought on the world, on your world in particular. We had some good dialogue about that. There are those of you who agree. There are those of you who disagree. That is, you know, that simple. But nonetheless, are you a winner? And what does it take to be a winner? So like I said, tonight's topic is based on the blog post from this past week. Or no, a few weeks ago, I'm sorry. Titled, Are You a Winner? And uh, if you get on the computer right now and go to www.inspirationalperspective.com, you'll get a look at what we'll be talking about you know, for the next 50 minutes or so. You can just put winner in the uh, search term. That's fun to type. And while you're out there, be sure to subscribe to the blog. That way you don't miss another post. Okay. Are you a winner? Now, at the beginning of every show, I mentioned that I'm a life coach. And I know a lot of people aren't sure exactly what a life coach is. And so the briefest synopsis I can give is this. You know, I spent maybe the first show, I talked a lot about what a life coach was. I spent some time in the second show. I haven't really revisited that. That's been quite some time ago. So the briefest synopsis of what a life coach is. A life coach is someone with whom you can partner to ensure you're playing life at the top of its game and you are winning. That's simply it. And so that's what I'm going to try to do for the next 45 minutes. So let's get motivated tonight. Let's get inspired. When this show is over, I want you to feel like you can win at anything you put your mind to. Inspirational Perspective is on your radio, and I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to shake you up. I'm splashing water on your face because I'm in your corner. Monday morning, we'll start another round of this boxing match we call life, and I want to make sure you're ready. Are you ready? Are you going to win? And are you going to be a winner? And do you believe that anything that you want to do is possible? You know, last week I asked, can you see yourself breaking down barriers and breaking through walls to live the life of your dreams? You know, a lot of that has to do with your attitude. And your attitude is defined by whether or not you believe you can win. So come on, join the conversation. Like I always say, it's going to be as good as we make it. You can sit on your hands and listen, or you can pick up your phone and get in the conversation. Are you a winner? There's a quote by Vince Lombardi that goes like this. He says, winning is not a sometime thing. It's an all the time thing. You don't have to win once in a while. You don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. So if Mr. Lombardi's quote is true, what does one have to do to break the habit of losing? You know, and I know there's those of us out there, you know, sometimes you go on a streak. And I want you to think on that. You know, things are tough. You feel like, you know what? This last week was tough. The week before that was tough. You know, right now, I would say that, I, you know, I've got a losing record. If it's a seven-game series, it's not looking good. It looks like I might get swept. You know, so how do you, how do you turn that around? How do, you, how do you get your mind back into a space where you can adapt that winning attitude again? Mr. Lombardi had another quote that I love, and what he said is, winning is not everything but wanting to win is. 
you know, so you can have a losing streak. You know, this, you know, this is life. This is real life. And life happens. And it's not always, you know, nice. And so, you know, things can be going tough. But do you want to win? How bad do you want to win? Do you have a winning attitude? Or, you know, have you subjected to losing, to living the life of a loser, to thinking the thoughts of someone who loses and who I typically say is lost? Are you a winner? You know, Colin Powell has a quote, and uh, he says, I think whether you're having setbacks or not, the role of a leader is to always display a winning attitude. And so many of you out there are leaders. You know, you lead in your home. We have, you know, moms and dads. We have single moms and dads. You know, some of us lead at our jobs, you know, in the capacity of supervisor, manager, boss. You know, others of us lead tribes. You know, you say, what's a tribe? Well, a tribe is, you know, basically any group that is being led or is willing to follow. You know, and these tribes are led by thought leaders, innovators, inventors, you know, and so in whatever capacity that you lead, if you don't have a winning attitude, you know, you've already lost the game for the people that you lead. And, you know, I think a really good example of this is right here in Chicago. You know, why do you think our children are out of control in these streets? I mean, why do you think there is no respect or value on human life in some of the neighborhoods or on some of these blocks? You know, these children have been led by people with losing attitudes. And if you think you'll never win, why would you value your life? I mean, if you, you know, I'm never going to win. You know, I, my mom didn't win. My dad didn't win. Whatever it might be, I'm not going to win. You know, why would you value your life? And if you don't value your own life, what makes you think they're going to value someone else's? What makes you think they're going to value yours? That, my friend, is the danger of the mind that accepts defeat. That is the danger of the mind that accepts defeat. So are you a winner? Are you a winner tonight? You know, we've got to do better. We, you know, we, we've got to start thinking differently. You know, this reminds me of a speech um, from the movie Rocky, you know, and I... I love watching movies. I'm a movie buff. I know I hit TV up a lot, but I like watching movies that have, you know, themes, especially themes of winning. Because, you know, I look for, you know, different flavors or things that I can take away from it. And I remember Rocky in particular. I've watched that movie, you know, a lot of times. And there's one part in the movie where he says, you know, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And then he goes on to say, I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. He's talking about life. So what are you going to do? I mean, when things get like that, do you really want to win? Are you a winner? You know, I'm asking I'm asking for Chicago's take on this. What does it take to be a winner? So I promised I'd tell the story that brought up this topic tonight. And so I'm going to share that with you real quick because, you know, I get a lot of this perspective from everyday encounters, you know. So, I, you know, I'm moving around. I, get, and I see the world a particular way. And when I see these things, you know, they kind of stick in my mind. And then the only way I can get them out is by writing. And so a few weeks ago, I'm standing in the checkout line at the Walgreens around my house, right? And I'm at the pharmacy counter 
because it's allergy season and I need to get my nasal spray. <laughs> so I, you know, that way I'm not on the radio sneezing and wheezing. Y'all don't, y'all don't want to hear that. And so anyway, while I'm waiting to purchase my spray, I noticed this interesting exchange in front of me. So the, you know, the gentleman who was at the counter in front of me was completing his transaction with the cashier. And as she handed him his receipt, she began explaining, you know, the survey options at the bottom of the receipt. And you all seen this before, you know, the survey at the bottom of just about every receipt we get nowadays, you know, that none of us fill out. You know, if you're at the restaurant, it's for, you know, a gift card or, you know, if it's, uh, you know, Best Buys, you know, you get into the sweepstakes and we'll do X, Y and Z. Anyway, she shared with him that he could have a chance to win three thousand dollars by completing the survey on the Walgreens receipt. Right. And here's where things went south for me. Because with barely any acknowledgement of her explanation, and, you know, a lot of times we ignore the we ignore the, you know, the cashiers when they say this, you know, yeah, I hear you. I don't have time for that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, this guy takes the receipt and mutters under his breath. There is no way I could ever win three thousand dollars. Now, initially, his his reply struck me. As odd. Anybody who knows me would know why. Right. You know, because I'm like, oh, boy. OK. And when I heard the cashier shared a three thousand dollar opportunity, my reaction was quite different because I began thinking to myself. Now, check that out. If I take the time to fill out this survey, I could win three thousand dollars. You know, you see the, the difference in mentality. And, and then I started thinking, what would I do with three thousand dollars? In all seriousness, I felt firmly like, I, you know, I got a chance to win that money. I mean, the only thing standing in my way, you know, you know, between the money is I got to remember to take the time to fill out this survey, you know, because, you know, I'll I be busy. Am I going to really keep this receipt <laughs> and send it in? Right. Well, you know, get online, whatever they want you to do. Well, anyway, as this guy is walking out of the store, I noticed the defeated countenance on his face. And the reflection of that defeat and his body language, right? All of this from one interaction with the cashier. I mean, his shoulders were slumped. You know, his feet were dragging. And, I mean, he just had a lot going on. And if, you know, any of you all know the importance of body language, you know, there's a TED Talk by a woman called Amy Purdy. And, I mean, it is phenomenal. She talks about how body language language can change your life. It can change how people perceive you. It can change everything. But his body language was not winning, okay? He was, he was not winning. And almost immediately, I felt this deep sorrow for him. I mean, I didn't know the guy, but, you know, I felt this deep sorrow for him. And my sorrow for him came because I knew that unless his attitude and belief system shifted, he would go on losing more than a survey sweepstake. You know, he would also be losing at this game we call life. And he would go on losing not because he's a loser, like I said at the beginning of the show, but because he lacks the belief that he can win. And believing that we can win is more than half the battle. I'm going to tell you, it's more than half the battle. You know, I remember watching a video of Muhammad Ali talking to a news crew back in 1974 before his fight with George Foreman. And nobody, if you, you watch this or you follow Ali, you know, nobody believed Ali could win that fight except Ali himself. 
And uh, in this video, Ali, Ali began talking about his experience. And I'm, I'm going to share a little bit more about that with you. But we, we have a caller right now. We got Mike from San Diego. And so we're going to chat with Mike from San Diego. Mike, you're on the air with Inspirational Perspective and Linnell Harris. What's going on, Mr. Harris? I'm enjoying the show, and I like that boxing analogy for facing the hard knocks of life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what's your what's your perspective on this, man? You know, you know, what's the perspective on, you know, on winning? Uh, first, let me ask you, are you a winner? Absolutely. Okay. And what makes you a, a winner, Mike? Well, what makes you a winner is the fact, and you pretty much already said this, that you believe that you're a winner. If you don't believe, then you're definitely not going to win. It's just that simple. Okay. All right. And so you say you're a winner. You know, you know, I'm, and I'm guessing, you know, in this winning, it hasn't all been easy. No, it has not. And, you know, since you, you know me personally, you are well aware that, um, you know, myself, like many other people, and just like Rocky spoke about in that, you know, excerpt from the movie, uh, I've definitely been, you know, tried by life. I've definitely had my moments of adversity, and I have endured, you know, periods of, of loss. Uh, I think a lot of people in today's environment can relate to financial loss, uh, especially, you know, home loss, like dealing with foreclosures and all that type of stuff. So it's important that, you know, people do maintain that strong sense of belief as the foundation for keeping a winning mind state. Okay. So I have a question for you, you know, and I'm going to look to address this question later in the show. But all right, you know, foreclosures, financial problems, loss of jobs, et cetera. You know, looking in the face of that and, you know, and then, of course, we know each other. So, you know, I know the situation that you're in. How do you maintain a winning attitude when you're faced with, let's say, you know, uh, you're 0-3 in a seven-game series? How do you maintain a winning attitude? You know, first of all, by recognizing that as soon as you lose that winning attitude, you've already lost. So if you're 0-3 in a seven-game series, and you still have one more opportunity, if you give up on the belief that you can capitalize on that opportunity, then you've already lost. So that's the first thing, is just realizing that I think the possibility of defeat is not an option because that is what will connect you to the fear of losing yourself. Secondly, your you know self-confidence or your winning mind state needs a foundation. It needs reinforcement. Occurs for your self-confidence becoming 100%, and that is having faith in God, having faith in the environment, having faith that the universe can provide you with all of the things that you need. And if you have faith on that higher level, it will be exponentially easier for you to exercise self-confidence in your own life and keep that winning attitude and overcome the odds, even when they're stacked against you and you're down on the scoreboard. Nice. I appreciate that. So, Mike, if there is one tip before you hung up, you know, one or two tips that you would leave with listeners on maintaining a winning attitude or just, you know, how to keep yourself motivated in the mindset of winning, what would those that one or two tips be? Since you already have the boxing analogy going for the show and you spoke about Muhammad Ali, I'll share a quote that he spoke. And his quote says that there's nothing wrong inside the ring or outside of the ring of getting knocked down because it happens. But what's wrong is staying down after you've been knocked down. So I think his words should really resonate with all of us who either have faced an obstacle at some point in time or 
will face an obstacle or a period of loss at some point in time. It's just to remember that, you know, that's the way life goes. It's the way economic cycles flow. You know, there's an ebb and flow with positivity and negativity. And it's just important for you to stay on the positive side of that spectrum, no matter how negative the circumstances around you might seem. Because even if you can't change those stances immediately, what you can change and maintain is a winning perspective. Man, Mike, appreciate you, brother. Mike from San Diego calling in with some great perspective there, man. Appreciate it. Keep listening. Hey, appreciate it. I will keep listening. All right. Great job. Love the show. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right, man. So, Mike from San Diego, you've heard from him quite a bit and uh, a good friend of mine. All right. So I was I was talking about, you know, Muhammad Ali and he kind of took it there with the quote. Right. And I was saying, you know, just watching this video of Muhammad, you know, back in 1974. And like I said, nobody believed, you know, Ali could win against Foreman. And, uh, man, Sir Henry just walked in. I bet Sir Henry remembers, remembers back then. You know, so you might have to give a, tell us a little something about that, brother. But, you know, in the video, he talks about his experience, you know. And he said, you know, he talked about how he suffered a broken jaw. He said, I've been knocked down a few times. But then he hollered, I'm bad. You know, this is Muhammad Ali talking, right? You know, you, those of you who know his career, he had a spectacular career, but it wasn't, it didn't go unmarred. I mean, he didn't win every fight. And he said, you know, I've suffered a broken jaw. I've been knocked down a few times, but I'm bad. He went on to describe how hard he had trained. He said, you know, I've done some things training this time that I've never done before. You know, I, he talked about chopping wood and he said, I wrestled alligators. I tussled whales. He handcuffed lightning and threw jun- thunder in jail. You know, you know how you like to rhyme, but he went on quite a bit. And, you know, I'm going to ask Zach to play the interview. But at the end, there is something unique I want you to listen for. Ali says, I know he's talking to the media and to Don King, who's sitting to the left of him. And he looks at them. And he says, I know you picked Foreman. I know you think I'm going to lose, but I'm going to show you how great I am. I'm going to show you how great I am. How many of you right now, you know you're not picked. You know that everybody is stacking the deck against you. But despite the odds, despite the odds, do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe that you can push through? Because if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. But if you do, if you do, you can win. You can win. I'm going to show you how great I am. My question for reflection this week, and I want you to take this through your week. Do you really believe you can win? And do you see yourself as a winner? You know, so tell me what you're thinking. Zach is going to play the audio of Ali's interview. I'm young, I'm handsome, I'm fast, I'm pretty, and can't possibly be beat. Cassius Clay goes into the record book with Corbett, Tunney, and Braddock as another who brought off one of the great upsets in the heavyweight history. It is befitting that I leave the game just like I came in, beating a big, bad monster who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. 
His reach was longer than George. He was a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sunday Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaw's been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple of times. I'm bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last night, I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. Hell, I- I'm going to show you how great I am. Muhammad Ali, I know you got him picked, but I'm going to show you how great I am. All right, we got a caller. We got BJ right here in Chicago. BJ, are you a winner? Hello. Oh, absolutely. Positively on the shadow of a doubt. However, one interesting thing, when you happen to be born with a skin disease like Oprah's got, and I have, you're living with certain problems, okay, trying to make your first million in cash. There are a lot of people that are guilty. Not guilty. They, they, they have... They have something called stinking thinking. Zig Ziglar coined that phrase. When people let people dump garbage in their minds, they end up coming down with stinking thinking. Mm. So it's hard to deal with people like that. I'd like to retain you to be my life coach and show me how to get over that particular problem. You said over stinking thinking. No, not over that, but how to, how, to, how to rise to the top in spite of that. Because many of the things that we want to accomplish, we need to accomplish by working with other people. And a lot of our people have that problem, but I guess I've got to learn how to go to social media and reach some positive people. Because, for example, I'm going to briefly tell you one of my goals, okay? Okay. There's 50 aldermen in Chicago. There are many houses. I was just in one in Alderman Beals Ward, way out on the far south side of Chicago, where I'm returning from right now. Beautiful brick house. Got a big red X on it. That means they want to tear it down. Now, I know there are huge profits in small houses. I want to buy houses like that, perhaps one a week, and contract people to repair them, restore them, and sell them. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Nice. Okay. And so what you're asking is, all right, hey, this is what I want to do. You know, there are people around me who, you know, they're pushing against it. And, you know, and so how do you, how do you defeat stinking thinking? That's what you're asking. Exactly. Okay. And this is, this is what I would say, man, and this is one of the tips that I'm going to provide at the end of the show. But a lot of it comes down to, you know, your own mentality, your own persistence, and constantly reminding yourself, this is what I'm up to. And, and you said it. You, you mentioned it yourself, getting out on social media, but not just social media, but finding the right networks of people who are like-minded, thinking just like you. Because what I do believe, you know, there's power in numbers, and there's even more power and unity of those numbers. And so finding people who think just like you and saying, hey, look, this is what I believe, and this is what I see that needs to get done. Here are my thoughts. Here are my ideas. How can we begin to to generate something that can create a shift, right? Early in the show, I talked about, 
you know, just, you know, how we, you know, how we think, but not just how we think, but then also the, well, this is a few weeks back, but the actions we take behind those thoughts. So that, that would, that would be the first thing, man. You know, you, you, and you got it right. You mentioned, you mentioned Oprah. I'm, I'm guessing that you, you have this same condition. You know, Oprah's accomplished phenomenal things. And a lot of it, she will say, has come from the attitude with which she's approached life, period. Hey, listen, is there a landline number at which I can reach you? Because i got to get up to speed, and I'm prepared to do that, prepared to buy a computer so I can really begin to go online. I've got a library card, and I can do that. But I really, that's one of the things i got to network and find somebody that can help me deal with this uh social media and computers and different stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Very you want Electrical and electronics, but not specifically computers and that type of thing. I got to get up to speed with that. need to find somebody that will help me do that. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, uh, I'll throw you on hold. I'll have Zach take down your number, man, and I can reach out to you. Oh, man, you'll be glad you did. We're going to make it do what it do. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. All right, we have another caller. We have Timmy from the South Side. Timmy, you're on Inspirational Perspective. Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Yeah, I had to see. I, 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 it took me a while to see which way you was going with the show. I, I'm a first-time listener, so I was like, which way is this brother going with this show now? But I see, basically, the uh, the piece, and I think WN, uh, VON could use this, uh, you know, this segment right here. I see the relative you know of the of this sex, section right here you know after the great Celine Moaquil oh so, you know, yeah you follow behind a heavy hitter brother so. oh yeah oh yeah and i pay homage to him too man he's a he's a you know it's my big brother and, there and for that reason man you know the uh perspective that you have on you know playing the Ali piece the uh, Mohammed piece that's uh that's valid, man. Because if I look at my own personal life, man, I've been not, I've been knocked for loops for quite some time. I would say, and it goes through periods. Sometimes you may go through a ten year to almost fifteen, sometimes twenty years skid. Where whether it be your health, your finances, and it's funny because I, you know, begin to see which way you were headed with the show. And I said, well, I can see the, uh, how this could be beneficial to me because for some reason I just feel this year is the year for me to win. Okay. Uh, we're talking about marriage, man. We're talking about going through a little segment with the alcohol and with the, you know, right. pharmaceutical, you know, a loss of a, great, of a good job. Right. And basically uh, – you know, uh, I wanted to add to the uh, segment. Basically, I mean, maybe you could do a segment on this about meditation. Because Salim had someone on his show around a few weeks ago, and these brothers were heavy, man. I, I should have got the information. And they were talking about meditation, transcendental meditation, and meditating and canceling out the negative voices, the crime that's around you, the... You know, uh, yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you know, we we talked about that uh, a few weeks back. I had a show called, you know, uh, does your environment create your thoughts, and do your thoughts create your world? And a lot of that has to do with your ability to really clean out your mind and visualize where you want to be. Uh, you know, some of creating your attitude comes from that, right? I have a practice of 
you know, trying to hone in on how I want to start my day and visualizing what that day looks like every day. And then at the end of the day, visualizing what I want to accomplish in the next year, the next five years. And, you know, that by itself, you know, you're basically just kind of laying out a path. And, you know, when I had the show, I'll tell you, man, I had some people who vehemently disagree with me. But, you know, the challenge is trying it and seeing what happens. Right. I mean, you know, discipline. Like Ali said, it's the discipline. You have to discipline yourself to do things that causes you to win. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There's a documentary on Ali, and one of the things that he attributed to being able to beat Foreman was the fact that he saw how to beat him in his mind. You know, not in just all the sparring and all the training. He saw how to beat him in his mind, which means that he had to sit up. So like you said, right, you've had a 10-year stint of you say, all right, you, you've been knocked down and they counting. You're up now. You're up. And so, Not quite, but I'm getting there. Hey, you know what? You called in. I say you're up, man. You know, some of this stuff right. you just got to, you know, you got to claim and say, you know what? I'm up. Starting today, I'm up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. And, and then begin to visualize how you're going to take back every piece of your life. And you just think on it. You know, I got. Oh yeah, I, I was. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, I was sitting at one of my favorite restaurants in Chicago the other day. Soul vegetarian. That's half the battle. Learning how to eat. You know, basically, and I've decided and committed, and that did well thus so far. Modifying my diet, going to to the health club, taking care of the enemy. Ooh, and you know what, brother? I'm, I'm you on a whole nother show, but I'm loving it because part, hey, part, part of it is your inputs, right? I mean, I think, I think sometimes we underestimate the power of the inputs. And when I say inputs, I'm, you know, man, you talked about food, right? But I'm not just talking about food. What you listen to, what you see, yeah, the whole nine. And you notice I want to finish that statement. I'm taking care of the enemy, so I won't become an enemy of me. Ah, uh, man. Whoa. <laughs> Taking care the of the enemy so I don't become an enemy of me. Can I steal that, Timmy? Brother, you can say. Man, right. I love it. <laughs> Man, can somebody please post that to my Facebook page right now so I don't forget it? Thank you. Taking care of the enemy so I am not an enemy of me. That's what's up. Hey, Timmy, I really appreciate your call, brother. Thank you, brother. Keep up the good work. You got a great show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. So we uh we had some good callers there. So I tell you what, we've been talking about winning and I'm not talking about Charlie Sheen winning. I'm talking about are you a winner winning Muhammad Ali winning, you know, Rocky Balboa winning. And so do you really believe you can win Chicago? Do you see yourself as a winner? You know, with every new day and the experience these passing days bring I'm beginning to really understand the importance of viewing life through the lens of possibility and abundance versus the lens of deficiency and scarcity. You know, how can you win if you're unwilling to play the game? You know, some of us, we tap out, right? You know, uh, the brother was vulnerable enough to talk about substance abuse. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, completely tapping out when you're abusing, you know, different substances, be it alcohol, be it you know, uh, prescription, you know, anything, yeah. you know, temperance and all things, right? How can you grow if you're unwilling to endure the growing pains? You know, how can you get better if you're unwilling to hear your critics feedback? And this is a big one because a lot of us, we want to be winners. But when you get a coach who's actually telling you what to do, 
how to follow the fundamentals, you get upset. You know, I know how to handle this. And then, you know, what happens when people stop talking to you? You know, uh, what lens are you using to view your life? Are you waking up every day with the expectation to win? Waking up every day with the expectation to win. Imagine how that can change your life. Are you demanding that life pay you a full salary of happiness, fulfillment, and personal contentment? You deserve it. You can have it. You know, a lot of times we don't get what we want because we never ask. Or if we ask, we stay in wanting, and I've talked about this before, instead of really visualizing how we're going to go after it. You just want something doesn't mean it's going to happen. And, I, you know, maybe it's time to look inward for the answers as to why things aren't going so well. I mean, you know, so Timmy from the South Side said it. I'm taking care of the inner me so I don't become the enemy. You know, so look inward for answers as to why things aren't going so well, rather than blaming your circumstances or everyone else, because we love doing that. You know, in the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill wrote, remember, no more effort is required to aim high in life, to demand abundance and prosperity than is required to accept misery and poverty. No more effort. <laughs> no more effort. You know, Jesse B. Reitenhouse authored a poem titled My Wage that drives this truth home. And I want you to listen to this poem carefully. It says, I bargained with life for a penny and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is just an employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why? You must bear the task. I work for a menial's hire only to learn dismayed that any wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. Are you demanding your full payment for life? You know you can achieve whatever you believe. You can win if you choose to play the game. And if losing is not an option, then losing is not an option. So today and every day, choose to be a winner. Dare to be great. Keep your fire burning. And, you know, it's just, it's just popped in my mind. I think I got enough time. This past Thursday, I posted a blog on Throwback Thursday that I titled Dare to be Great. And, you know, in all of us, there's this untapped source of tremendous power. Every last one of us has it. And that power, you know, even if we don't completely touch it, will make us good. But why be good when you can be great, right? We're talking about winning and having a winning attitude. Don't let the comforts of good make you content, satisfied, and still. So still until you become stagnant and slip into a capitulating slumber. Last week I said it, this week I'll say it. Good is the enemy of great. So why not tell good, thank you, but I'm sorry, I'm leaving you for great. Make the commitment, take the dare, it's your time to be great. It's your time to be a winner. Emmett Smith said this, For me, winning isn't something that happens suddenly on the field when the whistle blows and the crowd wars. Winning is something that builds physically and mentally every day that you train and every night that you dream. What are you dreaming? The three tips I have for you around winning. Identify your attitude for the day every morning. Tip number two, you are great. So tell yourself, I am great. Guess what? 
you might start believing it. Number three, if you get knocked down, don't stay down. Get up. Keep winning. One loss doesn't equal a full loss. It's all about how you think about it. It's all about your attitude. Win. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspective's Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.